April 1st, and we are going to be discussing um, Jupiter and Capricorn, as well as the new cycle of um, Saturn and Jupiter, because they will be conjunct in um, December of this year, and this is a conjunction that happens about every 20 years, um, and so these planets do um, work together in a lot of ways, and so it's it's best to understand Jupiter within the context of how it operates with Saturn and with this new cycle that's coming up. Um, and then also, uh, as far as Jupiter and Capricorn goes, this will probably be a bit of a critique on um, the popularization of spirituality and witchcraft um, and how those things have become commodified. Um, and just a little bit of anecdotal housekeeping. Um, this, <laughs> that Mars-Saturn conjunction was pretty rough, um, and I figured it would be, but it's still always different. Um, seeing something coming and then actually experiencing it because Saturn is so limiting and Mars is so active. Um, so for most people where I live, this is like week two or three of quarantine. Um, and so I can't speak for everybody, but yesterday was especially suffocating um, and really hard. Uh, it was really hard to just accept that limitation um, and that, you know, we, we can't do everything we want to do. Um, and it's for the best for everyone if we just stay home for a while. Um, so yeah, if you're feeling that way, you are not alone. It has been, oh, it has been very challenging, um, even to be in a, in a decent situation economically. I just think it's obviously really hard for people's mental health, um, to be essentially confined. Um, and I'm thankfully a pretty mentally healthy, mentally stable person, um, but I am a very physically active person, and that's how I channel a lot of my energy out, is physically. Um, I'm an Aries sun, Sagittarius rising, so being able to move and do things really, really helps me, and not being able to do that um, is, whew, it's, it's rough. So, um, yeah, just a side note there, if you're feeling that, I think I think we're all on the same page there, so, <laughs> okay, um, so I wanted to start this discussion out by reading a bit from this book I was gifted recently um, by Alexander Ruperti, um, it's called Cycles of Becoming, and one of my clients just had um, several old astrology books that he very kindly um, passed along. So I've been studying this for a little bit, and I'm just going to read um, a bit about the Jupiter cycle. So, in the traditional approach to astrology, Jupiter is known as the great benefic, the planet of all opportunities. Personal wealth, social prominence, professional prestige, and even high political office. When the astrological symbolism is related to psychology, this planet actually has a much wider significance for all forms of inflated self-esteem, overconfidence, and exaggerated self-importance also belong to Jupiter. 
Astronomically, Jupiter is the largest planet visible in the heavens, having a mass which is two and a half times that of all other planets combined. Its volume, too, is greater than the sum total of all the other planets. Thus, the Jupiterian urge, both within an individual and within society, is an expression of the philosophy that more is better. Unlimited expansion, however, is not intrinsically good. Although traditional astrology often attributes the rulership of the disease cancer to the sign cancer, on the biological level, it is a cellular manifestation of the Jupiter principle of unrestricted growth. The evils of unlimited expansion can also be seen on the social level as economic inflation and urban sprawl. Thus, the lesson of Jupiter on all levels of reality is the importance of limitations. Too much of anything, no matter how good or desirable, becomes an evil in itself. The consumption of too much food will lead to sloth and obesity. Too much liquor will result in a hangover. A balloon can only hold so much air before it bursts. On all levels of reality, psychological, physical, and social, Jupiterian expansion can only take place within defined limits. Those limits are symbolized by Saturn. Jupiter and Saturn, therefore, form a complementary pair. An astrologer can never really understand how Jupiter will work in an individual birth chart without taking Saturn into consideration. These two planets will show how a person will manage to maintain Saturn and expand Jupiter, the characteristic features of his personality within a specific geographical environment and particular social, cultural, and religious standard. Jupiter dominating Saturn in a natal chart is a strong indication that that person is prone to take in more than he can specifically use. Absorption outruns assimilation, and at the level on which this occurs, physical, psychic, or mental, indigestion will result. The Jupiterian urge towards expansion is not of itself discriminating, and without the moderating hand of Saturn, it will lack both direction and purpose. It would continue to take in nourishment on all levels of being until that individual or society eventually choked on its own abundance. What is absorbed must be assimilated if it is to have any value. If Jupiter is to participate in the fulfillment of an individual solar purpose, then its urge toward expansion must be channeled. This is stated symbolically by the Sagittarian archer who aims his arrow upward and thus gives a specific direction to the Jupiter energy. Jupiter and Saturn are the social planets, symbolizing the hereditary and environmental factors which provide both the potential for individual growth and the limitations on such growth. They describe the particular framework established by the social, cultural, and economic conditions in which an individual lives, and their energies can never be separated from this framework. The striving for personal and social fulfillment always takes place within the values of one society. Within the humanistic approach, the Jupiterian urge towards growth can only lead an individual to fulfill the potential of his birth circumstances, namely the family and society into which he was born. 
Social maladjustments, therefore, can be understood astrologically by studying the natal positions and aspects of Jupiter and Saturn, and also the phase relationship of their transit cycles, both at the time when the difficulty first appeared and also at the time when a solution is being sought. These will show specifically how an individual relates to the social current of the times. Okay. So thinking of this on a um, current current events um, through a current events lens, last year we had Jupiter in Sagittarius, which is um, where you know Jupiter has rulership, and Sagittarius likes to expand, although it does like to expand um, in a direction. So when Jupiter moved into Capricorn, suddenly all of these restrictions came into play. So while we've had Saturn and Pluto in Capricorn for the last few years, um, they weren't limiting Jupiter yet. So Jupiter has been fairly free to expand. Um, Jupiter loves a good time. And Jupiter also has to do with um, acquiring knowledge in certain ways, um, all the Sagittarian themes of spirituality and learning and traveling, um, and that's what Jupiter loves to do. Um, so thinking along the timeline of the last few years, um, so Saturn and Jupiter um, form a conjunction every 20 years. Um, and the last time that Jupiter was in Capricorn, which is what we have now, we had the 2008 um, giant economic crisis that required a bailout from the government um, in the United States. And so that means that Jupiter was in Sagittarius before, um, the year before this happened. And so because um, Capricorn is a Saturn-ruled sign, a Saturn-ruled environment, this suddenly draws all these boundaries on Jupiter and can cause um, an emphasis on restriction. So essentially, um, when Jupiter is in a more free position, it's able to accumulate more and can get out of hand in a lot of ways. And um, we've had that for several years. And now that um, Jupiter has moved in, not only into the ruling sign of Saturn, but is also there um, with Saturn and Pluto at the same time, um, this really, it's a very harsh reality check for people who have not been um, living a balanced existence, if you will, especially with relation to resources and money um, and just like consumer habits in general. That's one of the reasons that the, um, you know, global climate change crisis is getting worse. Um, we, especially as humans, tend to just constantly expand and um, overrun our environment, and that's very... Jupiter and Saturn um, I've mentioned it before but Saturn has a lot of um, ties to like 
the archetype of like the Old Testament God where you had to make sacrifices um, in order to then um, be able to move forward or even sometimes just to get by. So Saturn um, sort of brings us back to reality, but especially with um, its transit in Capricorn and now um, Jupiter has moved into that sign for the duration of 2020. That's one of the reasons that this year feels in such stark contrast to the last several years um, because it's just imposing a lot of limitation on Jupiter's um, cheerful expansion, if you will. So in the sign of Capricorn, um, Jupiter isn't able to bestow its normal blessings, if you will, um, its normal optimism. Capricorn overshadows that for Jupiter. Um, it is considered to be in fall here because it's falling out of Sagittarius, which is its rulership. Um, so, yeah, there's a big theme of, um, I've just been saying lately, no fun 2020. Um, nobody's having a good time. Nobody gets to travel. Um, there have been a lot of concerts and, and gatherings that have been canceled, and it's just definitely no fun 2020, and that's part of the reason why. Um, so there are lessons here, certainly, in what happens um, when we do not discipline ourselves on numerous fronts, not just economic um, but because Jupiter is so social and gregarious, um, you know, with relation to quarantine, we can't be social right now, um, at least certainly not in person. And that's another limitation opposed. But you'll see in the states and countries that have yet to impose that sort of Saturnian restriction of quarantine or stay-at-home orders, um, this virus is spreading really, really rapidly. And so um, that's another sort of Jupiter, uh, Jupiter theme there is like if, if this can't be contained, then it will continue to spread and wreak havoc. So from an economic standpoint here, um, Jupiter is really only going to reward um, what you've already earned. So the people who um, have been really smart with their money, and I know that not everybody has um, even has the option to have savings because of the way that our economy is structured, but those that um, have been frugal with their money and do have savings are going to be in a better position right now um, because they were able to and did decide to, you know, save, save some money. Um, and yeah, there's just not going to be a lot of travel. There's not, there's not going to be a lot of fun. That's just kind of how it is. Um, but it's also an opportunity to learn to, um, be much more disciplined with our relationship to our resources, which I know is a thing I, I've said over the last few episodes, but it's true because this isn't the only transit that's encouraging that. Um, Uranus and Taurus, which is a longer transit, um, has also been having an effect on that. 
So essentially, we've just been given a slap in the face to realize that um, you can't have everything you want and you can't do everything you want. Um, and that's just kind of the harsh reality that we're having to face right now. But ultimately, you know, it's a, what do parents say? It's a teaching, teaching opportunity, teachable moment. Um, and I suspect that people will remember this for a long time and it'll have a sweeping effect on um, our economy and just sort of how we, hopefully how we um, consume things from from here uh, moving forward. So that's kind of just lightly touching on um, the reality, you know, the economic slash material reality of Jupiter and Capricorn. This isn't a time of um, expansion for, for really anybody. This is much more of a time of limitation and even contraction in a lot of ways because Saturn overpowers Jupiter, um, especially in its home sign. Although it did just move into Aquarius um, in the late part of March, and we will have um, a period of Saturn retrograde where it, later in the summer it'll dip back into Capricorn, so it'll rejoin Jupiter in that sign. Um, and then at the end of this year, hopefully... <laughs> The payoff will be the great conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn in the sign of Aquarius, which is um, Saturn is dignified in Aquarius. It's a better sign for it to be in in some ways. Um, so that will propel us forward. So moving on to a different part of the discussion um, and something that I've thought about for years, um, but anytime you want to critique something, you kind of put yourself at risk for the backlash, um, but hopefully people have bigger fish to fry, <laughs> and maybe this particular transit is why I waited so long to really express these things in a longer format, other than just like little um, jokes here and there. So for the last few years, um, we have seen, if you have the internet at all, um, we've seen this sudden sort of like renaissance around um, alternative spirituality, if you will. Um, some people call it like the witch wave. Um, there's just been this resurgence of public interest in um, occult matters and um, th even just things like yoga certainly astrology is having um, its day in the sun so Jupiter because it has a wider range of influence and it is one of the quote-unquote social planets um, it definitely indicates where certain um, trends go especially trends related to um, interest um, in consciousness and philosophy or religion, um, all, all of the Jupiter things tying in there. So whatever sign it's in, um, it kind of pulls people along with it to be more um, involved in those things or intrigued in those things. And so specifically, um, 
you know, it was it was creeping creeping up um, into the the public eye for a few years, um, but more specifically, it was I believe 2015, if I'm doing my math correct, or maybe just a couple years after that. Um, Jupiter is in a sign, each sign for about a year. So we had it in Sagittarius in 2019. Um, Scorpio in 2018, Libra 2017, Virgo 2016, and Leo 2015. Um, so if you look at social trends in those years, like 2015 with Jupiter and Leo was definitely um, the time when social media really started to take off. Um, Instagram got really big, and you had um, sort of the first inklings of like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? That's not quite when influencers became like a full-fledged thing, but that was where um, the seeds were sown to realize the um, profit that could be made from performing via social media um, and the notion of like, um, I guess the, the digital persona um, became a lot more prominent around that time. That's sort of where it started. And then um, definitely 2018 with Jupiter and Scorpio is where we saw like the beginning of the peak of the um, witch culture, like the new, um, the new movement of people very publicly um, expressing interest in witchcraft or practicing witchcraft. Um, and just occult things in general definitely were made more public around that time. And as somebody who is old enough to remember the satanic panic era, um, those things, while those things were intriguing to people back then, um, any expression of interest in them was pretty swiftly met with like religious um, shame and um, fear. So, I, I mean, I did also grow up in the South. Um, so thankfully my parents weren't that way. They really encouraged us to just, um, explore every avenue that intrigued us, including the stranger things that, um, that my brother and I specifically were into. But if you are old enough, um, if you're an elder millennial and you <laughs> remember this time, um, it was the time of the case of the West Memphis Three, where um, three innocent teenage boys were accused of murder, um, basically because they lived in a small conservative town and that town was very religious and needed a scapegoat, and so they picked the weird kids and um, manipulated the kids and manipulated some of the evidence, and um, because of that, these three boys went to jail for a very large chunk of their lives, um, sh like, surely for being different. Um, so, yeah, that's... If you don't know about it, I highly suggest looking into it because it's fascinating and also pretty scary in terms of um, like a modern day witch hunt, if you will, um, because it wasn't really that long ago. And if I'm being perfectly honest, um, that experience really, 
shaped the way that I approach my own practice um, because it was very obvious at that time that there was a danger in being not just in being different but in being very open about um, I, I don't have a better word than alternative right now but alternative um, belief systems so that certainly um, definitely even carries over into now for me personally just because I remember the fear surrounding it um, and even the way that my own mom spoke to us when all of that was going on um, you know about hey it's it's fine if you're into this kind of music or it's fine if you want to you know study this or that or just our hobbies in general but she was like you have to be careful who you tell these things to because people aren't necessarily going to understand um, and I don't think at least in America thankfully that that threat is still super present um, but yeah I, I know a lot of people that um, a lot of friends of mine that are of a similar age remember that time and it's still <laughs> we still uh, carry that for sure in our approach to um, how open we decide to be about our weird shit. <laughs> so just in checking um, the astrology of the year of the case of the West Memphis Three, so the year before their conviction, Jupiter was in Scorpio. Um, and 93, I remember, was that was um, sort of the witch wave of the 90s. You had movies like The Craft coming out. Um, and you know my my cousin and I would like do very um very unscripted unstudied rituals um at my aunt's house sometimes like we sort of toyed um toyed with witchcraft in our limited way because that was um before the internet was what it is now um we still had dial up or in some cases no internet at all back then and if you wanted to look into anything strange like that you had to f maybe find something at the library which was rare um living in the south um or you know check out your little local metaphysical shop which we were lucky enough to have um but the resources were pretty limited but yeah so 93 jupiter was in scorpio which heightened um interest in occult things and then at the time of the case jupiter was in sagittarius um so that sort of points to the overwhelm of um religious dogma that put these boys in jail so uh, anyway i just wanted to check that up as a little side note so we've had these jupiter cycles to kind of influence um collective ideas about spirituality um, and spiritual practice and things like that so yeah 2018 was really when all of that um that occult wave really took off um, and became much more present online um, and at that point it's like everybody and their sister was a witch um, which is totally fine it's you know 
I, who am I to tell somebody how to label themselves? Um, but also it, it definitely is a trend. Um, and it's a much safer trend than it used to be. Um, but, uh, so then last year we had Jupiter and Sagittarius and there's all this just, um, rampant optimism and all this, um, as far as social trends go, um, things online, um, online culture, you have so many people starting to, um, tout themselves as like spiritual healers or, um, lifestyle coaches, which uh, I don't even know how anybody would get certified in that, um, which is probably part of the problem, but there's just this, um, huge expansion and trend in, uh, guru culture in a lot of ways, which is very Sagittarius. Um, Sagittarius can be, um, overly positive and kind of preachy sometimes and has an interest in foreign cultures, um, and foreign religion. So we saw a ton of stuff around yoga, a ton of stuff around just like alternative, you know, quote unquote, alternative, um, spiritual practices. And then suddenly everybody online is like a life coach or a spiritual healer or, you know, blah, blah, blah. I do think there are definitely very sincere people in that community. Um, but, there's probably more frauds than legitimate um, practitioners. For some more historical context on how Jupiter um, sort of influences certain spiritual trends, um, if you look at the history of the Theosophical um, movement in the um, late 19th century, um, if you're familiar with like um, Madame Blavatsky and um, those kinds of people. There was this really um, bizarre, oh, I, it's really hard to describe to people who don't know, but basically these European people um, getting very intrigued by Eastern religion and Eastern culture because that is also the time when um, Christianity to an extent started to crumble as the foundation of Western society. So um, people were definitely searching for a new alternative spirituality that was fresh um, to them that they could sort of latch onto to kind of renew their faith in something. Um, and she, Madame Blavatsky established the uh, theosophical, blah, 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 theosophical say that five times, um, society in 1875, um, and then 1876 is when we have Jupiter and Scorpio, and then the year after that, Jupiter and Sagittarius, so there was all this interest in, like, seances, um, and the afterlife, and, um, you know, weird powers of the mind. Um, it really blew up in Western culture. And so this is what we had again, uh, in 2018, um, sort of like the same pattern cycling through. Um, and essentially that's all astrology is, is just recognizing the patterns that are governed by these planetary shifts and transits. Um, so we had, Back then, you know, Jupiter and Scorpio 
um, building this intrigue into all these darker, stranger um, things, and then Jupiter and Sagittarius kind of carrying that out of the dark and into the light in the sense that it became like this mass um, movement or this more more acceptable um, sort of practice, if you will. Um, I almost want to call it a lifestyle. Like Back then, um, it really was not out of out of place to just have a seance at your house on Saturday night. Um, that's definitely, that was a big part of Western culture around that time. Um, and of course people had a much, um, more real relationship to death back then than we probably do now. Um, although I expect that the pandemic will change that in our culture. Um, but yeah, so Jupiter, as it goes into Scorpio, it's sort of um, giving light to all these darker um, occult or taboo practices and beliefs, and then it carries that into Sagittarius, um, so it becomes more acceptable, more intriguing to the public, and then inevitably Jupiter and Capricorn um, brings us back to reality, <laughs> if you will. Um, it was later discovered um, after Theosophy became fairly popular that Blavatsky was just, everything she wrote was plagiarized um, from other cultures, and um, her seances were largely fake, and she even admitted that um, although her part of her intention may have been good in the sense that um, she did bring a lot of Eastern beliefs to Western culture um, and made them more acceptable and things like that. She also, you know, did try to profit off of it and take credit for a lot of it um, and definitely wanted to be seen as this um, guru, you know, if you will. She wanted to be seen as this um, prophet, this spiritual leader, um, and I, I tried to read some of her stuff years ago, um, and it, it, it never really clicked with me, and it's probably because I had already, like, studied Buddhism and, and Hinduism and yoga a lot, um, before I ever encountered her work, so I, I knew where her material was coming from, and to me it just sounded like, um, somebody, you know, plagiarizing things that were already out there, somebody trying to take credit for the beliefs and um, epiphanies of another culture. So, I mean, that's my own bias. I just, I really don't care for the theosophical um, movement. It, it's intriguing. It's fascinating to read about the, the societies of that time, um, you know, the, the, it was one of the few times that it was very um, normal and casual to just try to, like, talk to spirits and, and contact the dead and all of that stuff. Um, and, you know, uh, societies like the Golden Dawn and the Freemasons and, and all these things. It's very interesting, um, but the Theosophical Society in particular just always really rubbed me the wrong way. Um, all the Ascended Master stuff just doesn't click with me. Um, if you are well-educated and, and uh, you know, reasonably skeptical and you read her work, um, 
it just sounds like she's making shit up. Um, so, you know, not for me personally, um, but I did think it was interesting to see the Jupiter transits were very similar then as they are now um, within the context of um, spiritual trends, if you will. Certainly no surprise there that she was a Leo um, and her Jupiter is an Aquarius, which is um, definitely geared towards um, study and um, inclusiveness. But that being said, I, I don't think that her intentions were um, completely pure or she wouldn't have lied and scammed a bunch of people. Anyway... Um, <laughs> So, yeah, Jupiter has this habit when it goes through Scorpio, Sagittarius, and then it lands in Capricorn, um, there is this sort of harsh realization of our limitations as, as human beings. Um, there can be sort of a crisis of faith, regardless of whatever your faith is. Um, it always brings about a, some form of economic hardship. Um, and this one in particular is more difficult than some others because it's coinciding with a lot of other um, heavy-duty, harsh transits. But uh, going back to the 2008 housing crisis and the bank bailouts, um, and you had a lot of everyday people just kind of getting fucked over and losing a lot of money and property and things like that, um, that was also a Jupiter and Capricorn time, um, and the job market was pretty terrible. Um, so Jupiter and Capricorn overall carries this rude awakening with it, um, and Capricorn is very matter-of-fact, and it's very grounded, and it's very... Um, dry and unforgiving in a lot of ways and that's why especially coming off of a year of Jupiter and Sagittarius where everything's great um, it feels harsh and um, can in some ways feel like the dark night of the soul like we really find ourselves in a position to reevaluate and question our faith in in anything um, whatever we believe whatever we hold to be true um, and that that's a necessary cycle because Jupiter can't always expand. It's unsustainable. Um, but for me personally, having been somebody that's, you know, relatively vague and or quiet about um, my personal practice or personal belief, um, it's been really interesting and humorous, um, maybe in like a very cynical way to witness sort of the inevitable reality check put on the trends and the people that developed um, these brands or these personas based around this time of Jupiter and Scorpio and Sagittarius where there was all this... Um, you know, beyond just, like, the witch trend, um, all of this stuff around, like, prosperity and money magic and, um, you know, manifesting things um, and overly positive thought, which is ungrounded and imbalanced, um, 
but there was just all these trends around like using magic to get what you want. And um, without being too personal, you can, you know, if you're somebody that's into things like that, you certainly can make things happen. Um, but it's also a very good lesson in um, learning that what you want isn't always what's best for you. Um, and there is this notion of, especially with Jupiter, there's this idea of um, trying to circumvent hardship or trying to circumvent fate in certain ways, and that's where Saturn comes into play. Um, Saturn is the planet past Jupiter, and you know there's the asteroid belt and all that. Like Saturn reigns in Jupiter inevitably to restore a balance. So for me, um, already having been extremely skeptical and and kind of like grossed out by trends of um, people building these online personas and then taking advantage or kind of just like duping people into um, giving them money for prosperity burns or selling things that from my perspective aren't of real substance and I'm not saying that to be cruel because I do think that some people especially younger people um, believe in what they're selling um, but there are just as many people who are absolutely full of shit and have just decided to hop on you know the witch train or the occult train or whatever um, to make a buck off of it I saw um, the peak of this last year with um, Jupiter and Sagittarius because having um, from an astrological perspective having Jupiter and Sagittarius is not only a really good placement, but it kind of saved us from some of the worst aspects of um, Saturn and Pluto in Capricorn, which is what we have been dealing with um, this year. I mean, this year started with um, Saturn and Pluto conjuncting Capricorn, so that was like the most harsh form of a reality check on this myth of abundance. Um, and the myth of abundance is definitely very, 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 um, very much Jupiter. So in American culture specifically, um, and in relating to like the online, you know, spiritual, whatever community, um, there's been this idea of, oh, there's enough for everybody, um, you know, just believe that you live in abundance and you will. And that sounds really nice, um, except that it's not fucking true. <laughs> um, it's true in the sense that, yes, there is enough for everybody if, capital I-F, if we, you know, aren't greedy, if we don't over-accumulate resources, if we don't gorge ourselves on um, food and natural resources and hoard money um, and hoard um, certain privileges from the rest of the world. And I am, I would just like to put in a small disclaimer here, I'm not a communist. Um, I 
think that capitalism has some good things, but ultimately it is run by flawed people because all human beings are flawed inherently, so no political system is ever going to be perfect. Um, and the same things happen, to my knowledge, in pretty much every other political system with the exception of indigenous cultures because they do actually live um, in a very balanced, reciprocal relationship with nature and with natural resources. And Western culture um, has yet to figure that out, <laughs> unfortunately, and um, has really fucked it up for a lot of people. Um, but anyway, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, so this, this abundance myth of, you know, um, thinking things into existence or... Um, you know, spells to make money really quickly. Um, it's very temporary, and it's easy. Um, it was very easy to feel like that while Jupiter was in Sagittarius because things were generally good, but Jupiter in Sagittarius keeps expanding, um, and Jupiter in Capricorn is here to be like, okay, that's enough. That's enough of that. Um, the fantasy is over. <laughs> and so I've quietly watched certain um, accounts online just go from, you know, preaching these gospels of um, money magic and prosperity. And um, it, it's all just a big myth. And it's all of these things are very temporary band-aids to much bigger problems, uh, and and now those the the myth is being exposed. You know the curtain has been pulled back, and for all these people who made uh, money in this way, um, they're probably struggling the most right now because people are realizing that it's bullshit. Um, <laughs> I think when, when everything else around you, uh, especially economically, is going pretty well, um, it's easy to have this faith in, um, in abundance and to have this notion that you can, quote unquote, manifest whatever you want because it's much more attainable during that time and that's very much Jupiter and Sagittarius. Um, but that's over now. Um, so a lot of these, you know, what's the term I'm looking for? You know, Instagram witches, whatever, um, or, or Instagram gurus or, or spiritual life coaches. Um, I think, I think the jig is up. Like, I think the scam is becoming more and more apparent because, for people who are um, familiar with developing a very reciprocal relationship to resources and to actual community, um, they're not out here asking for money. They're not out here um, trying to... It just makes me think of 
like those really sweaty televangelists from the 90s that were promising people. I mean, I guess they're still out there. I don't know. I don't really watch TV anymore. <laughs> but, um, you know, they're, they're just spouting off all this fear um, and insanity and then saying, you know, well, send me your money and we'll pray for you and God wants you to give me your money. And, um, and it's really disgusting to see it now with, um, there are a few specific larger churches, um, that are still going against quarantine laws and, and having these massive services, which is just a cesspool for contagion. But the reason they're doing it is because people tithe. And I don't have an issue with tithing when it is to a church that is actually, um, helping people, uh, or, you know, like feeding homeless people or helping people in need or housing people. Um, but a lot of churches don't do that anymore. And so, especially with these mega churches, when people come to the service in person and you pass that donation pan around, there's this peer pressure to give money. Um, whereas if you're just watching it from your home, there's no tithe plate and people are much less likely to go through the whole um, process of like getting online and downloading an app and then sending money to this church through Venmo or whatever. Um, people aren't going to do that, most people. But if they're there in person, they'll toss a 20, you know, uh, in the collection plate. And so that's the true reason that these churches are doing this. Um, and there's so many parallels that have been developing between that side of Christianity um, and then um, the, you know, quote unquote, witchcraft community. And not that everyone's guilty of it, um, but just watching sort of like sitting back and watching these things develop and unfold has been really weird. And, um, <laughs> I, I think people are catching on to it, certainly, and the people that I um, talk with regularly and friends of mine that do um, practice certain things, we're all pretty much on the same page, and, and maybe that's just like the element of an echo chamber, but ultimately, um, you know, people, people don't have extra income now uh, to pay for, you know, goods, um, frivolous goods to buy crystals or oils or spells or what the fuck ever. Um, so yeah, the jig is kind of up in that way. And the people that I know that are much more sincere, um, and arguably in some ways more quiet about their practice or their approach, their beliefs, um, are the ones that are being generous, um, without the expectation of monetary, um, gain, much less any kind of, um, social notoriety. It's more of, and that's very Jupiter and Capricorn. It's like, okay, you know, Jupiter carries this light, but in Capricorn and being so close to Saturn and Pluto, it's like the light is getting sucked out of it. And so now it's this feeling of like, okay, humans, good luck. You're on your own now. How are you actually 
contributing to your community? How are you actually having a balanced reciprocal relationship with people and with resources in your community? We have to, now we have to be communal out of necessity um, and we have to be generous out of necessity. Um, and that's, I think, especially in modern culture, we are taught to be so isolated that we kind of forget how much we really need each other. And I'm certainly hoping that this time in quarantine will um, make all of us realize how important real, intimate, face-to-face social connections are. Um, But in the meantime, it's very difficult. um, And it's just, it's hard. So, um, yeah, I've just seen... You know, I've seen some people really, really step up and just be so kind and generous. Um, and and by the same token, I think the true colors are certainly showing for people who are um, kind of just in it, you know, for personal gain or to be cool or to certainly to make a buck. Um, that's more apparent than ever. I mean, people that are selling protection spells and prosperity burns right now, like, you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and I'm not saying everybody has bills to pay, but that's the thing. Literally everyone has bills to pay right now, and a lot of people are out of work. And so the selfish idea that you should prey on other people's fears by offering them quote-unquote protection for money is not terribly removed from like a mob shakedown I mean it's like duh you're not threatening these people with violence but it's sowing these seeds of fear and doubt in people and wouldn't the communal thing to do be you know maybe post like a free meditation or post a free guided yoga class or post um you know a free uh tutorial for people to learn how to do protection spells themselves for themselves and that's another I guess sort of pet peeve I have um, with the you know witch slash occult slash spiritual online quote-unquote community and I say all these things in this tone because I think a lot of it is bullshit Um, but it's very Hmm, what's the word I'm looking for? It's very much for personal gain, and it's a little bit gatekeepy. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with charging a reasonable price for um, lessons, for um, certain kinds of services, but in times of crisis like this where people are all mutually suffering um, and mutually deprived of a lot of things and have to be so careful with their resources, the fact that people are still out there trying to make a buck, um, you know, selling spell work or selling um, just products, just, just shit. They're just selling shit. It's like nobody needs that right now. Um, you know, even when the economy is good, I think a lot of commercial, um, you know, metaphysical supplies are still just like garbage. I mean, it's just trinkets. It's 
going to like end up in a landfill eventually. Um, it's stuff that we just keep around and isn't necessarily um, needed or necessary. Um, but that, you know, that's one thing. If you have the extra money, if things are going well, whatever. But to purposely prey on people's fears right now, just so like you can pay your own rent in my unsolicited humble opinion it's just really fucked up and gross um and that's um what i've been seeing and so jupiter and capricorn is really just like okay here's the truth you can't always have what you want you can't always manifest everything magically like you still have to remember that there are limitations in being a human being um and i'm really excited to see that but um, the fallout for other people that are always trying to just profit off of it um, is going to be, oof, it's going to be rough. So certainly Jupiter and Capricorn is um, no time for personal gain and personal aggrandizement. Um, it's really a time of facing reality and um, seeing what you can do when you're on your own, um, what you can do to give back to your community. Um, and it's kind of just really a hard look in the mirror, um, especially for people that are used to having a lot of things handed to them or have expectations of entitlement. Um, I always sort of think about the irony of um, the get-rich-quick schemes of the alleged spiritual community um, and people that are so overly focused on manifesting material things. And I, well, I don't think that wanting uh, material security is bad in any way. Um, I think that's pretty standard uh, human stuff there. You know, we want to be able to pay our bills and, um, you know, provide for our family. But if there's no limitation there, um, you know, if there's no influence of Saturn there, then it can get out of hand and quickly develop into greed and gluttony and um, thinking that we deserve more than our fair share. Um, which is true for, you know, pretty much every human being um, that lives in a privileged society. Um, I think about the popularity of that crazy-ass Abraham Hicks lady, and I mean, I'm sorry, she's fuck. she's just a nut job, like, straight up. And it sounds great. It sounds so um, light and wonderful. But the more you listen to it, the more it sounds like a fucking cult. And it's also very much a um, entitled, privileged perspective to have. Um, and it's a fucked up thing to tell people that, oh, well, you know... If you have negative thoughts, then everything bad that happens in your life is your fault. Okay, um, a lot of things happen outside of our control. And I'm not one to negate the importance of personal responsibility. Um, 
I have Saturn in my first house. Like that is the game I want to play. Um, and I think it, it is important to be responsible for ourselves. But for instance, given the current state of the world, um, while I don't deny that human beings are part of it in the sense that certain places have not um, handled this crisis very well and haven't been as honest as they should be. And when the American president is saying things like, oh, well, everybody should just get back to work because the economy you know, is going to take a hit. Okay, well, also, what kind of fucking economy are you going to have if, like, 200,000 people just fucking die? Um, so having this um, upcoming conjunction of Saturn and Jupiter is going to reward all of the right things, I hope, um, <laughs> And especially in the sign of Aquarius, I'm hopeful that it will um, call forward the best in everyone and in the meantime reveal the, the bullshit. Um, and there's a lot of it. Uh, even just our, our notions of um, how important money is or how important work is or how important the economy and the stock market are. Um, the, the belief and the blind trust in those establishments are, are definitely being shaken down now, which is very Saturn-Pluto conjunct. Um, so if we can just make it through this year, <laughs> um, the new Saturn-Jupiter cycle, I think, is pretty hopeful. Um, but yeah, I just... That's been a bee in my proverbial bonnet for years, and... Um, while I don't wish misfortune on anybody, I think that it's good to see those, um, you know, false prophets, if you will, those snake oil salesmen start to crumble under the pressure of reality um, as other people realize, well, hmm, it doesn't seem like this prosperity burn is working for me now. It doesn't seem like this oil is really doing anything. And it's like, well, it's probably not. Um, and that isn't to discount magic or witchcraft in any way, but it is to discount people who are trying to sell things based on other people's insecurity and fear and lack of empowerment on their own part. Um, I'm really hoping that this transit can inspire people to find their own magic in a sense. And, and I don't mean that in any lofty abstract way. I mean, finding practical um, resources and finding new, inventive, sustainable ways to support themselves and support their families and to stop handing power off to other people just because they have a glitzy Instagram or um, a bunch of followers. Um, social sway is crumbling currently and I, for one, am here for it because I think this should and hopefully will um, remind us of the importance of actual connection and actual community, um, as well as our capacity to just really get through some shit and to get each other through some shit. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm hopeful about it, and I'm also just appreciating watching certain things um, fall apart under the weight of reality because that's always refreshing 
and that's very Capricorn. Um, so on that note, I'm just going to close with um, another section from that book, Cycles of Becoming by Alexander, uh, Alexander Ruperti. I really hope I'm not like destroying his last name. So here, um, it's in the chapter called The Jupiter Cycle, and he's talking about the Capricorn year. So, what one has been working on since the beginning of the cycle should now be firmly established in a concrete way in one's social or professional context. One cannot expect further expansion along established lines, and it becomes necessary from this time to look objectively or time forward to look objectively at the results achieved in terms of their value to the community and the growth of one's true self. One should now ask of oneself certain questions. What does my present job or career mean to me personally? What do I expect from it? Has it given me what I expected? Have I given all I could to my job or career? How much have I conformed to collective ideals and collective behavior up until now? How much can I afford to be more myself in the future within the limits of what society expects from me? If the answers to such questions show that the social or professional activities which a person has chosen have not enabled him to prove his true worth or to demonstrate effectively in public who and what he is as an individual, then the time has come for him to revise the situation thoroughly. Ideally, each individual should contribute to society what he essentially is. One's work in the world should serve to solve his personal problems and, at the same time, meet the needs of society in some way. It will not necessarily be the easiest type of work, however, it should be an occupation which will provide those experiences capable of stimulating one to be truly himself and to give truly of himself. Neither the job nor the place matter, spiritually speaking, but rather the opportunity to contribute something of value to others in terms of his own personality and uniqueness. So... Um, yeah, it's not all about you anymore. Um, it's not all about me anymore. It's about us. And, um, Jupiter and Capricorn this year is calling us to really be there for each other and stop thinking so much about, um, personal profit. And I think the longer that this, um, you know, it's a shame that it takes a massive global pandemic or epidemic to um, to get us to see that. But here we are. Um, and overall, this is a really good opportunity to just get real. Um, a lot of our illusions, a lot of our attachments, a lot of our ideas of um, self-aggrandizement and, and power are really going away right now in the face of just reality. Um, Yeah, so I know some people that are definitely stepping up and um, offering things just to whoever wants them um, with no expectation of um, money or anything like that. It's just, it seems like 
some people are getting it and really stepping up to be like, hey, I can offer this. Maybe this will help you without wanting recognition or money or um, any kind of social clout. It's just like really this is a time of being there for your community because you are your community. You know, you're part of this community and not just um, – I think the people that have really put themselves on pedestals are, are falling um, and it, it sucks when your ass hits the ground, but it's very necessary. Um, so yeah, I probably went off on a smidge of a tangent there, but I just think it's important to get real and to, um, develop a relationship to your own power versus thinking that you need someone online um, to do a spell for you or, or whatever. It's just, we're all home anyway. And if you are somebody who, um, while I do certainly recommend very practical things like uh, learning how to grow food um, <laughs> and things like that, um, this is also, you know, if you've ever wanted to start a meditation practice, what better time than now? We're literally not doing anything else. Um, or if you wanted to get involved in um, learning about certain things, you have the time now to do it. And it's really good to seek resources and mentors and people to help you. But at the same time, if somebody um, is essentially gatekeeping or um, being very, you know, cold until you give them money fuck those people um you know it's one thing to charge for an actual service like um a chart reading or tarot reading or um you know even certain products you know herbal tinctures that are actually medicinal sure all of that totally get it um but ultimately, my point is this is not a time to be greedy and watching people within the, you know, quote unquote, spiritual community who on the one hand want to turn around and criticize um, the church and religious institutions for taking advantage of people um, and then see them do the exact same thing just under a different name is just... I hope that that goes away now <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. Um, but yeah, Jupiter and Capricorn is going to reward true generosity and true communal um, activities, even, even though, yes, you know, we are isolated in our homes or maybe if you're lucky, you have a backyard. But there are still ways to be there for people um, and there are still ways to offer up things that people need right now. And in my experience, the more generous you are um, in times like this, the better it goes for you because you build those um, reciprocal relationships. And it's not just about money. It's really about true human connection. Um, yeah. So I'm trying to think of, um, besides the podcast, what, you know, what, if anything, I can offer to people right now, because um, I'm kind of going stir crazy anyway. I'm very, very fortunate in that I actually love my job, um, and so not being able to do it feels, um, 
it's hard. You know, the first few days it was fine. It was like, oh, unexpected vacation. But now it's just uh, grueling to feel like I can't do what I love doing. Um, So, yeah, if you have any, you know, questions or recommendations or if I could do something at all to just put out there for... I guess the community, um, let me know. I'll try to be helpful in any way that I can. Thank you. If you're listening to this, um, I hope everybody's doing okay. The, the trapped feeling is going to, um, certainly worsen before it gets better because of certain transits that we're having. Um, So if you can take care of yourself and maybe limit your news exposure, uh, that would be to your benefit, I'm sure. Um, Yeah, but if you guys have any um, questions or suggestions or or needs in terms of something that I could actually provide, um, feel free to, like, message me on Instagram. I don't normally look at my DMs, um, but I'm going to certainly break out of that habit right now. So my Instagram is at beauty markings, all one word. Um, I might do another like free tarot spread night or something, but yeah. Um, I hope you guys are hanging in there. It's tough and it sucks, but I feel like ultimately this is a really good necessary check on, um, what we hold to be important. So yeah, just try to stay sane and stay safe. And, um, yeah, just hang in there. It'll be okay. (laughs) Bye.